0: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclid 200 mg at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Small Dose. Self help from the hip. Small Dose. We're talking that shit. Small Dose. And keeping it real. Small Dose. With me and Min So funky. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Small Doses. And this week, we're going to get deep, y'all. Side effects of loneliness. This is the crux of so many R&B classics, so many rom-coms, and so many of your tears. But I hope that by the end of this episode, we've got a little bit more of a handle on loneliness. And the realities of what it is, because as I always say, it's just about perspective. And when you can gain perspective, you can gain a new way of handling some shit that's been fucking with you your whole damn life. Let's get into it. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. We're dropping on these hoes. <laughs> Today's Jam Drop-In is Lonely versus Alone. Now, what inspired this episode is I was kind of going on a rant on my Instagram about fuckboys and just kind of like deciding to not... Take in poor treatment, deciding to not accept being just kind of like disregarded or, you know, disrespected, et cetera. And that the reality is, is that since society still continues to give men the pass to be treating you like that, that for a lot of us, if we date like straight cisgendered men, we are going to be expected to have to be in a certain state of loneliness um, simply because like society hasn't caught up with teaching those people how to be Better at being good to the new space of women that is out here which is a lot of us who simply don't need to put up with that shit. I think we we absolutely romanticize the past because we think that our moms, you know, were kind of like uh in these relationships that were so magical and perfect and that's why they stayed. And it's like for a lot of them no, they stayed because one, it was like taboo to leave and then for a lot of them they stayed because financially it was like well what else am I gonna do and then for a whole heap of them they stayed for For you you. they literally just stayed so that you can know your daddy and so that you had a safe structure and a family structure etc but there's so many moms who if they had had the will or the social um space to be like nah I'm out or they had the financial security to leave. They absolutely would have. Because when I showed my mom the Root uh, video that I did for the Root.com about fuckboys, she was like, oh, that's your father. <laughs> she was like, that was your father. But my mom wasn't even with my father. But she put up with so much of his whackness simply so that I would know him and be able to choose when it was my choice if I wanted to continue to know him or not right but like she sacrificed her peace of mind in that space just because she felt like she needed to for me and I know so many like women who who do that and who feel like they have to do that and I understand it because they like decide from a place of selflessness that it's like you know what it's bigger than me I'll put up with this shit if it means my daughter is going to know this person and be able to have her own opinion now I I bring all this up because when I was talking about this on the instagrams a young woman sent me a dm and she said um well, no, don't, call, don't say being lonely, say being alone because you have a career, you have your own place, you have your friends, you have love for yourself, so you're not lonely, you're just alone. And I said, no, that's not true. Sometimes I'm alone and sometimes I'm lonely. And the distinction is this, being alone is simply just being in your space by yourself. And there's a big fear that a lot of us have of just that. Even that part people are afraid of. Can I manage by myself? People don't want to go to the movies alone. People don't want to go to eat dinner alone. People don't want to travel alone because alone feels vulnerable, right? It feels like you don't have a line of defense. It feels like you don't have protection around you. It feels like you have a lot of pressure on you to be the one who's going to make things happen or prevent things from happening, etc. Alone is also solitude. You know, alone can also simply just be like, you know what? I'm in a safe space, so the same way that perspective can make a loan feel like it's vulnerability, perspective can make a loan feel like no, I'm actually protected because I don't got to depend on anybody else. I don't have to put up with other people's shit. I can just manage my own things and make my own decisions, and I don't have to bend or necessarily uh, compromise any of my wants and needs for someone else. Now I think that when it when it's really like a attacked from those different angles you get to see that alone can be all these different things but its bottom line is simply just you in your individual space loneliness is the feeling of the absence of closeness and that closeness can come in a myriad of ways it doesn't have to necessarily just be a romantic exchange it can be an emotional exchange it can be you know even like missing a pet and just the uh the, the exchange of love and of caring. I've been in places where I'm surrounded by people and feel lonely. Even though, I'm a, even though I'm not alone, it feels lonely because it feels like here I am and there's no connectivity. That's what loneliness is. Loneliness is the feeling of not being connected to anything or anyone. And that doesn't have to be an extended state. It can be a moment. It can be a feeling. It can be a phase. Just like anything, it can be a reason, season, lifetime. But what it is, is it is real. And I don't think that we have to necessarily look at it and say it's a bad thing or that it has to be something that you don't ever experience. We have all types of feelings that we experience. The key is what we do with those feelings. And so often we let loneliness then cause us to react in a way that is not necessarily the best for us in order to combat that loneliness. And that's how you end up calling the dude who sells weed in your building and that you know you shouldn't be talking to because he's a douche and saying, hey, what are you doing? Not even because you want to smash. Maybe you just want to FaceTime. Maybe you just want to watch something together. But a lot of it is simply just wanting to connect. And I think that when we have that feeling happen, it's It takes so much for us to remember that like, I can just be lonely right now. And society will tell you that you're not supposed to be lonely. And that's the trigger that makes you feel like you got to fix it. And you don't. Sometimes it's just what it is. It's lonely right now. And you can fix that in ways that don't have to be detrimental to yourself. And, it, you can One of the ways that you can fix that is by changing the perspective of I'm lonely right now and saying, okay, I feel that. But then trying to conceptualize the fact that like, okay, well, what if I'm just alone right now? Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm missing the feeling of closeness, but I can get that again. And so until I get that again, I'm just going to enjoy the alone and trying to find a way to consider the alone space a positive space too right? And loneliness doesn't have to be a negative space either, but I feel like the key to that is understanding that you always have agency to change things. And we can seek the things that mend loneliness in many different ways, and a lot of us, especially women, are kind of taught that the only cure for loneliness is to get a man. And that's just not true. It's just not. And it takes a lot to kind of like get over that space. It takes a lot. I understand. Like I'm not trying to act like this is an easy concept, but what it is is it's really up to you. And I know for me, like I have like my homeboys who when I'm in that space and I feel like I'm on the road to um, and I'm going to do some whack shit or in, in, Involve a whack person in my space simply to like not feel that loneliness. I have homeboys who I call and Who can at least help me to just enjoy? The fact that like there is connectivity that happens Otherwise if you're looking for a specific romantic connection in that moment One thing that I've had to learn is that that's exactly what it is It's a moment and moments pass And I know some of y'all listening like, nah, like this moment has been lasting for a long ass time. And it's like, you know, then we have to look at like, okay, how do we shift that? But one real thing that I know is that we are in a society where the actual person or type of person that would quell our loneliness is not necessarily made in large quantities. So we have to become more Educated and more creative in how we manage that, and how we push through that, and how we embrace that in ways that don't continue to hurt us. So enjoy your aloneness and manage your loneliness because we got a long road to go. I mean, shit, this is just the beginning of the episode. DMT, we're serving it. All right, these uh, these DMTs. They're real. I've been basically single for two years, but I just let myself fall into a situationship recently. I'm trying not to feel lonely at 2 a.m., but reality is I really, really miss him. How can one divert from texting the fuck boy? well you know I feel you like I mean I have had that situation where you're just like I cannot text this person I know what it was I got into it I was aware of it so I'm not trying to turn it into something else you're also aware of the fact that like this person is not even supposed to be in my life in a major point so you have to ask yourself well what do you miss? Like, are you missing this actual specific person, like, in a real way? Or are you simply just missing, like, having an exchange that they give you? Because there's probably other people that can give you that same exchange if it's going to just be texting, right? And I think that sometimes it's really just we want to feel liked. So, like, we want to talk to somebody that we've, like, had a sexual or physical, romantical kind of exchange to feel like, oh, someone likes me. Hey, that shit is real, yo. Wanting to be desired? That's an actual, understandable feeling. Um, So my advice in those situations is, like, you know... What is it? One, does it hurt to text him? So there's that. Sometimes I think we do a lot of overthinking and we do a lot of like trying to like science and manage and do st- strategizing and strategery in situations and it's like if is it, it really, really that deep? deep? Is it really that necessary? And if you come to the end of that thought process and you're like, "No, no, I really shouldn't text him." Then watch a movie. <laughs> watch a movie. Go out. Call a friend. I just feel like that's, you know, the part of community that we have to acknowledge. Community, community, community. 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 You have people around you to prevent you a lot of times from doing shit that is not in your best interest. There's that. Read a book. Basically, what I'm saying is distract yourself. Distract yourself with something else that brings you joy. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit, like, for a lot of us women, like, dudes just bring us joy. I will tell anybody, like, I only get excited about two things, really. That's niggas and trips. I mean, it's just that, <laughs> like, and then don't let me be like going on a trip where I know I'm going to see a nigga. Come on. I'm like at my highest peak of excitement. So I hear you, sis. I hear you. But the, the advice I would say is have, and, and, and don't just wait for when this happens to like come up with, Oh, what do I have? prepare yourselves with that? Y'all like arm yourselves with the tools that help yourself, Right? Like, I know when I'm slipping into a depression, I know the things that can help me get level. I know the methods that I can employ to fight it off with my best, strongest effort. I know that because over time I've considered these things. I've thought about these things and when I'm in a good space I am able to like identify them and make sure that I have them bottled and prepared for when I'm in that bad space. We got to do the same thing when we're dealing with like just trying to keep ourselves protected from getting emotionally attached to situationships where there ain't supposed to be emotions. So, you know, it's, it's a doozy. But at the end of the night, You probably still gonna text the nigga And you know what he's gonna do since he's a fuckboy He's gonna text you tomorrow At around 6.30pm like Hey what's What's up up? And by then you ain't gonna miss him no more (laughs) Next question How do you handle the loneliness of your boyfriend moving back home to start his career when you told him it was going to be okay and that it wasn't going to affect you? Background. I'm in my final semester of college and my boyfriend just graduated. He's training to be a financial advisor but couldn't get anywhere in his career up here because it's predominantly white area and would have more trouble getting customers. How do you handle that loneliness? I mean, part of it is like, how close are you with your boyfriend? Because you're entitled to that you know, you miss him, you had a connection, that connection is, you know, now kind of like extended. And there's absolutely going to be some mm, stress attached to that. And there's something real about being able to discuss that with somebody and being able to say like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. And in those scenarios, I think that we when we're in like that type of relationship, the other person does have the ability to kind of assuage that feeling and give you a sense of assurance. Cause in those scenarios, what you're describing to me is just the feeling of like lack of assurance for the, the connection still being a connection. And you know, there's ego in there too. Cause I think that low key it's like, Oh, he's over there like doing his thing and I'm still in school trying to figure my thing out. And, uh, you know, he's not, is he really thinking about me still? Like, are we still as tight as we were? Do we still have the same interests? And Hey, that's loneliness it's also a part of fear. Right? Like so there's a lot involved in there, but I think that the the to me the optimal thing is like talking to the person. Because guess what? They might be feeling lonely too. And they're there trying to figure it out, figure life out, etc. And a lot of times we do so much work in our heads that has nothing to do with what's actually happening in reality. I'll bet you in your mind he's like home, hanging out with the boys, they're at Hooters, they're partying. Like he's having the good old grand old time. He's having a blast. And you're like, he's doing all this without me. And it just feels like a bummer because I'm here and only wanting to be around him and I'm still in school. I get that. I totally get it. And if you don't feel like you can talk to him about it, then you should also explore like why that is the case. But then I think if you can talk to him about it and you still want something else, you know, write about it. People aren't journaling anymore because everyone's putting all their goddamn feelings on Facebook and Instagram. Whatever happened to like writing down your thoughts, seeing your thoughts on paper and helping that be a way for you to deal with your emotions, looking at them. You know, you're painting the picture of your mind. You're painting the masterpiece of your soul when you write it out. You don't have to be the best writer. You don't have to be, you know, writing some fucking Tolstoy novel. No, but you're simply just getting the things that are in your head onto paper because it's more tangible. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between creating, writing, drawing a blueprint and then when you actually build it you can move the pieces around the blueprint was just the idea but now that it's in front of you you can see oh you know what this is actually better now that I see it I feel like that's what journaling is it's basically taking the pieces of what's going on in your head and putting them on paper in a way that allows you to have more of an ability to move them around in a perspective that best serves you so those are two ways that I feel like you can combat that and you know there's also just the fact of like let yourself be in that shit for real You know, throw on some Fiona Apple and get into it, get into it, indulge in that for a minute, you know, feel what that feels like, understand what that feels like. And sometimes it's like, if you really kind of like let it exist for a little bit, it'll dissipate because sometimes these emotions are kind of like these nagging things that keep knocking at you, they keep knocking at you. And until you actually like give it its space, it's going to keep nagging at you sometimes I feel like yo the best thing you can do is just like you know what I'm gonna take this afternoon to be lonely so that I can get the fuck in this space let it live and then keep it moving next question I tend to make quick decisions that aren't in line with my goals or morals when I'm feeling lonely I make these choices in an effort to reduce my loneliness how do you accept your loneliness as a valid emotion instead of trying to fight it or mask it you do exactly that you accept it and you say, you know what? This emotion is valid. I know what it's about. I might cry about it. I might, you know, just be sad about it or whatever. But you acknowledge it. This is the stuff that I'm working on with my therapist right now. It's like you can have emotions that you don't have to you don't have to deal with everything in like an analytical management way. And that's like something I'm really growing at because I feel like I'm always trying to like look at my emotion and be like, what is this emotion really attached to? What is it really? And that sometimes that has made me feel like I get a better handle on it. Cause like when side effects of a breakup, I talk about that. That like I had to really like look at wait, what are you actually upset about so that I could deal with those emotions in a real way versus just like the overwhelming feeling that comes over you where you're like, I don't I even really, really know. know. I'm, I'm just sad. Just I'm just fucking swimming. sad. I'm just, I'm just sad. Swimming. I can't parse through it. It's just a cloud that I'm swimming through. And there's lightning. And it's like, ah, and it looks like the dark mark is in the sky from Voldemort returning. And then there's Dementors, and you're just like, ah and it feels like how am I gonna get out of this that's loneliness it is and then you get a cat I mean I know that some people are like oh come on listen pets are pets for a reason Because sometimes it's not even like you need to have like this person here that you're having this great life growing exchange with. You just need a being sharing your space with you that you can give energy to and that will give it back to you. Like, I love Lando. That's my cat. Lando Catrissian. And you know how I ended up getting Lando? Because I had a shitty ass boyfriend who literally said to me, you need to get a pet that you can love on and that you can hold because, you know, you be trying to do too much of that with me. Right. And when it turns out, it's like this is somebody who just didn't love themselves. They didn't know how to receive love the way that I want to give it. But I literally ended up getting Lando because I was like, you know what, you fucking right. And a week later, I went and got Lando. And he was supposed to come with me to get Lando and he flaked on me. And I'm so glad that he didn't come with me because it was my experience and it was my, you know, joy to like be able to take this cat out of the pound, out of ASPCA and bring it home. And, you know i have always been like an animal person but it's like it's just great to be able to love something and i think a lot of us really that's what the root of our loneliness is it's just it's just energy that we aren't able to get out we're not able to we're like trying to love something and that's why it's like when you say like what are ways that you can combat your loneliness it's like what are other things that you love if you're a creative it's like if you feel lonely create Put some love into that. If you if you love baseball and you feel lonely, watch a baseball movie or go to a batting cage or go to a baseball game or go to a bar where they're watching baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like find the places where you can give love because I think loneliness is a lot of times just that it really is the feeling of not being able to extend this energy that you have to connecting with somebody or with something. And we then make these brash decisions and we make like these foolish notions because we're trying to find like something to fulfill that really quick. And they're just not always the best way to go. But I just want everybody who's listening to know that like, if you're feeling lonely right now, like you're not a weak person and it doesn't make you um, like unappreciative of all the great things that you have in your life. You know, I think that that's the other thing. Like people will try and make you feel like, oh, like if you're lonely, um, you know, you should excuse that because the reality is you have all these other things to be thankful for. And it's like, yeah, I do. But I also would really like to connect with something or somebody right now and I don't have the opportunity to do that. So I'm going to feel that way for a little bit and, you know, it'll pass, but that's a real feeling I'm having. And it doesn't by any means mean that I'm not completely and utterly thankful for all these other things that I do have. You yeah, know understand I'm what I'm saying? saying? so give yourselves a break I think that's the biggest thing that I can tell you to combat it give yourself a break you know we all don't have to be these like strong rock hard totally solid independent oh I don't need no man I don't need no woman individuals all the goddamn time sometimes it's really real and you're like you know what I wish there was somebody here to talk shit about Game of Thrones with people I So, there are a lot of people that I like, but there's only a few folks I love, and one of them is myself. And it took some therapy, honey. And it took some time, and it took some maturity to get there. And the reason why, for people I like, I want to talk about loving myself is because once I cut through the fat to really get to accepting the things about myself that I like and didn't like to then land at love, it makes it to where loneliness doesn't feel so personal, you know? Because that's what we do a lot of times. We're just like, damn, like, what is it about me that has me by myself? And when you love yourself, you also are way more willing to spend time with yourself and not feel like time by yourself is a representation of you being lesser than, you know, there's, there's something beautiful in just being like, you know what, I'm going to be with my thoughts today. I'm going to be with my thoughts. There's something beautiful in saying, like, I don't have to always have people around to validate me and, and, and the likability of me. I can validate that I like me. And that's not always easy, especially we know our own skeletons. We know our own shortcomings and misgivings. And sometimes those things can be thrown in your face and, you know, just consistent reminders. But everybody has those things about themselves. For me, it was like when I went to therapy and I started going to therapy, the big conversation was, you know, people keep telling me like, people "People don't like like you, you. people don't like you, people don't like you, people don't like you, people don't like you, people don't like you. 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 (laughs) And, Then I started to agree with like, well, shit, maybe I don't like me neither. And once you don't like you, you don't want to hang out with you. You don't want to get to know you. You don't want to necessarily like believe in you. And so you start, that's when you start letting other situations in that aren't necessarily the best because the, the bar is low. So it's like, whatever, anything can come into this space as long as it's not me. We always do that, right? We put ourselves like at the lowest base. But when we can imagine, okay, do I like me? What do I like about myself? And when we can challenge, what are the real reasons I don't like myself? And then take ourselves to task with, you know, working on those things and elevating and improving and eradicating those things. All of a sudden... Loneliness becomes less about, oh, I'm by myself and more about this is my time to work on me and this is my time to use to, to my best efforts of becoming my best me. And um, it's a perspective thing it's a perspective thing. And I just know that there's a lot of specifically, there's a lot of cisgendered heterosexual women listening to this right now that oftentimes feel like if they're by themselves for too long, it means that they are not a worthy partner for a man. Or we've had a lot of, I definitely had a lot of men be like, no, nobody. That's why you're by yourself. That's why you single because no man want to be with a woman like you. And you know, we've, You know, when you've heard that type of statement, it can like really make you for even just a split second be like, could it be? But as far as I'm concerned, I'm a bad bitch. Okay. And it's not like an outward thing. It's because I know that my soul, spirit and inner fire is blazing and always lit. Okay. And that anybody who comes around this piece is going to get a piece of that light just by being in the space because I'm emanating the glow. So, you know, if you're trying to figure out your path and I'm with you, you're going to get a little further along just by nature of the fact that this broad over here has a little light of hers and she's going to let it (laughs) shurs. That didn't really work out. It didn't. It didn't. But this little light of mine's I'm going to let it shine's. And you got to be, you got to be willing to let yourself go through the work of letting your light shine to, to help yourself when you're on that path of loneliness. Cause that's when you're going to have to look to you instead of looking to people all the time. And sometimes we do that and it's okay sometimes. And it's even better when you find people that you can do that with that aren't deleterious to you. Side note, isn't it wild that the dude Dre on, uh, on power that his real name is deleterious what <laughs> I was like did I hear that correctly I ran it back deleterious is his name on power so just a side note uh, if you meet anybody whose name is deleterious run very swiftly the other way they might feel lonely but uh, that ain't that ain't your problem in that time it's not it's not my friend uh, she works in a line of work with children and there was a child whose name was Arson. What do well, you think, think Arson, Arson got in trouble for? <laughs> exactly. lighten shit up. <laughs> so, anywho, I, I, I know that this was like a heavy episode and some of y'all were like, I don't know if I want to listen to this, but I hope, I hope, I hope, that at the very least I gave you some hope and if you're not feeling lonely I hope at the very least like I maybe sparked something that could help you help someone else or that can help you like put you put in your pocket for a little later because this shit is real it is so real that I'm I'ma just tell you let me tell you about my, my little loneliness realness in this next segment that one time I don't think there's a, that one time for loneliness in general, like we experience that like in different ways throughout our lives. But I can tell you that when I was in New York in my twenties and I had been in school and I was doing MTV and I was always kind of like in the mix of people and that Ended in 2005 because I graduated from grad school and then I got laid off from MTV and that quickly it's like I went from having like this nexus of people that I knew I was going to see on a regular basis and that we were going to have a you know exchange with that was just gone. And I ended up going into this like depression for the rest of the year for like 10 months that was largely attributed to a lack of purpose and feeling like I didn't really know like what I was going to do next. But I think it was also attributed to the fact that like just feeling like Abandonment, You know, and not that they had abandoned me, but just like I had abandoned this like comfortable place that I was in and now had to kind of reset. And even though I got out of that depression career wise, I would still struggle with that for years after. And just the feeling of am I really connected to anybody besides my family like in a real way? And I'm not really connected to my family like that. Like it's my mom and my aunt, but otherwise like we don't have like that unconditional love, like where you feel like no matter what happens, I know they got my back type shit, you know, which is a lot of the reason why like you'll find folks like ending up in gangs and ending up in cults, et cetera. It's because we crave this feeling of like, no matter what happens, like these people are with me and we're in the same space and at the same time, though, we always understand that, like, we come into this world and you're, you're you. You're are by yourself. And that's a reality. So I would find myself, like, on, like, holidays that aren't even that deep. Like, fucking July 4th and shit. I'd be crying because... I felt so sad that I didn't have, like, the invites to the barbecues because the people that were doing that were doing that with, like, the people they consider their family or the people that they consider their, you know, that they were tighter with. And it's like, you know, a lot of us out here, we have, like, friends who are our individual friends, but we don't have this, like, clique that we're a part of, you know, that we know that, like, no whatever holiday or whatever event happens, oh, I know I'm going to call, you know, you know, Sheena, Lisa, Angela, Renee, you know, so, I, you know, some of us like we just don't have that. I mean, it's a very, um, it can feel very lonely because you have your friends, but you don't feel like your friends are a family, even if you feel like they're your family. And I know that people who are listening right now are going through that feeling of just like, damn, it's true. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I have like friends that have my back like that. And I know for me, it took a while. It took a while. It took me moving to L.A. and kind of getting just a clearer sense of myself and also facing loneliness and getting really nestled up in that bitch. You know, like real, real cuffing season with the loneliness. Okay. (laughs) And working my way through not letting it allow me to make mistakes. I will never forget winter 2014 when I like allowed my ex to come to the house and we didn't sleep together, but it was like, I shouldn't have even let him like back in the house but it was purely based on just like oh like i'm lonely so like this is fine it's like no it's not because that negativity is ne- is going to it's going to penetrate in some shape way, or form and of and course, course it did cuz he's a prick. prick you know but it was like that was like the last time that i was like okay you got to get very 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 real with yourself and like how are you going to let your emotions control your actions And we all do know this, you know, that's what causes a lot of us to do what we do and trying to find the ways to let those triggers trigger positive things. It's so hard because you're like, how am I going to use loneliness to come up with something positive? You know, how am I going to use that? And that's when you have people that create art (laughs) out of these types of feelings, you know, or that find new avenues for success or for change or for enjoyment and for love. Like all of that is a perspective thing and just like really saying to yourself, like, you know what? No, I'm going to beat the loneliness back to do that. And when I was back there. Like, in, a, in New York, on a bathroom floor, crying on July 4th. I'll never forget this particular July 4th because I had told myself when I woke up, like, not this July 4th, bitch. Not this July 4th. Loneliness. I'm beating your back. I'm beating your back with a bat. And I went to the park, like, across the street from my house. And it's like this garden. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to, like, enjoy my solitude today. That's right. Cause I'm a woman and I can do bad all by myself. Okay. And I went to the park and I laid out a blanket and I laid on my stomach to read a book. And the bitch who runs the park is a small little garden. But this woman was just an evil broad, just an evil witch. Like in the, like in the fantasy version, you know, of my life, like she would have come out and it would have been like, Mama, 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 mama. And she would show up and be like You, you can't lie on this grass Who do you think you are? And I would say Me? I'm just a single lady Only child In a big old city With a big old heart And on this July 4th which I do not celebrate as a day of independence because my ancestors were enslaved at the time that this country gained independence. I am gonna spend my time reading and enjoying the solitude of myself and doing that in this beautiful pastoral setting that you have created where butterflies land and caterpillars pillar and flowers bloom. Yeah, that's right, Rebecca. Caterpillars pillar and flowers bloom. And the proper response from her would be, you do that. You know what her response was? (laughs) Nobody sits on the grass. Nobody sits on the grass. Nobody sits on the grass. And I was like, okay, well, is there a chair? Or can I bring a chair? Because I have no problem bringing a chair in. And sitting on a chair, but I really just would love to be able to just mind my business and relax and enjoy the setting. The proper response would be, "Yes." Not only do we have a chair, we have a bench. You know what her response was? No one sits on a chair. No one sits on a bench. No one sits on a chair or a bench because I'm a mean old wench. And you all know that I only have so much patience. And by then my patience had run out and I was like, you know what? I can't stand you. I can't stand you. I come in here trying to be polite, trying to be respectful. And every time I do, you come with this. And so now I got to back at you. And that's not even what I'm trying to do today. All right. I just wanted to come in here and read my book and piece. And I believe the book I was reading was actually a half blood prince. And I was really trying to just really center and enjoy the sun. It's a nice day in New York. We in Harlem. It's flowers. And you got to come in here with your nasty attitude. You don't even deserve these flowers you don't even deserve this beauty you don't deserve these petunias and I just stormed out went back to my my apartment and I cried and I cried not just because like this bitch had got me off my square but I cried because it was like I, was ju- I wish I didn't have to even be in that situation because if I had friends who would have just cared the fuck about the fact that I didn't have anywhere to be uh, I would have had somewhere to be and I literally y'all like In those moments, loneliness is about feeling like you're the only one who feels that way. And I know there's so many of you right now who have felt that way. Whether it's for a birthday party, whether it's for a holiday, whether it's just in general. You know, where you're in high school and you're just like, damn, like everybody got somewhere to eat for lunch. But me now I got to go in this goddamn library and act like I got work to do just so that I don't have to sit by myself. Yo, it's real. Everybody feels that way at some point. Every single person. You can feel that way in a room full of people. And that's why you play Candy Crush in the corner. Okay? I know about it. So, it's just that it was it was just such a a, a time where I really I just I can I can picture myself feeling the feeling. And when I moved to LA, I experienced something different. I experienced a sense of feeling with people where the camaraderie was different because there was a different sense of empathy and understanding amongst us and of our awareness of our needs. And I feel like in L- in New York, we're also younger and everyone's hustling. You know, you're just hustling, trying to keep it moving, trying to keep it moving. And so the needs are more like material based and professional based. Whereas in L.A., I feel like I'm in an older group of people and we understand the importance of like mental needs and emotional needs amongst each other and what it means to feel belonging and to feel connected and to not feel like you're drowning in your personal life or your professional life, et cetera. And part of that is like just being able to make new friends as adults. And that is so hard. And you're like, it's, uh, for a lot of us, it's like on one hand we're lonely, but on the other hand we're like, I don't want to meet people. (laughs) Like... That, and, and honestly, meeting people can make you feel even lonelier than ever. Because then you meet people and you're like, oh, you're wack as shit. And so are you. And so are you. And so are you. My mom always says, people put you into isolation. They force you into isolation. Because when you are your own planet and you've already figured out the ecosystem and the climate and the way things work, and you're just like, how does this person have no idea how like how are we so different in terms of considering how things operate and i just feel like that that loneliness that comes from that changes when you get so much clearer with what you're about and what you'll stand for and what you what your flaws are etc cuz you can stand in that stronger and you can understand other people's flaws better and whether or not they comp- they're compatible with yours or not and properly com- compartmentalize and when I decided to do this episode, I was like, I don't want to do a whole episode that sounds like Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of the angels on repeat. In the arms of the angel. Please help this dog. Far away from here. He was rescued from a kennel. And for $2 a day, you can make sure that that never happens again. Isn't that right, Scruffy? In this dark I could do this all day. My point is, is that it can get better. And I don't want to sit up here on this podcast and try and tell you, just do this and it'll get better. But I will say, and I've always said this, hope is a sea upon which we can all sail. It's its own currency. And sometimes just having the hope that things can get better gives you enough of a peace of mind to allow for the space for new ideas and new opportunities and new options to enter in to shift the path that you're on I recently reconnected with somebody and I had to like verbalize like okay if you want to be in my life as a friend this is what it's going to have to like this is what I expect I expect consistency I expect emotional equity I expect honesty and I expect effort and none of those things are different from what I will give. And it was weird because it was like, damn, I mean, it was like you're, it's like you're applying for something. It's like you're trying. It was so specific. But, you know, for what it's worth, if I'm clear and, and you're clear, then we don't have any confusion. And when you get to a certain point in your life, you just don't have the room for the confusion because that feels lonely, too. So once you have clarity, you can be like, oh, they missed the mark. That's fine. It's not even beef. It's just that we're not on the same page with that. And, you know, there was that one time and that, that one time happened uh, more than once. Uh, but for me, like every Thanksgiving where I have like three different people be like, hey, you want to come over? is like its own personal just elevation from being back in like sixth grade and turning to my mom and being like, nobody likes me. And by the way, like you find out when you get older that that was the, (laughs) that was the statement echoed around (laughs) the school and that anybody, for the most part, that was like, everybody likes likes me, typically didn't really like themselves. You know why? Because we're fucking teenagers and nobody knows what we're doing and then you have titties. So there's that. The last dose. Seal's party of one. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, it's real out here. It's real out here. Times, they are a-changing. And we're going to be facing all these things. I think that the world... I was with my homeboy, Brandon, Victor Dixon, you know, the love of my life and he was like i think the world is going in a better direction and i was like what are you talking about he was like i'm not saying that like though necessarily like the best things are happening but he was like i think that there is at the same time that there's people that are doing bad there's a global movement happening towards seeking wellness you know towards committing to meditation towards eating better and he was like and i do feel like there that that is something that can rupture you know, that can rupture the the negative things that are happening. And then naturally, when he said that, it it made me obviously reference the final episode of Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> naturally. naturally. And Aang was just like so riddled with like, what am I supposed to do? To- <laughs> You guys, you have to understand, Rebecca's face sometimes is just like, what is she about to say? Like, And (laughs) it's just in my face. Like, what's she going to say? Rebecca's what I'm talking about is the fact that Aang was so concerned about how he was going to end the... Was the king? It's not the king. It's like the emperor of the firebenders. And he was like, you know, this is the worst guy. He's totally evil. Like he's been ruining the literal entire world. And how can he end this without killing him? And everybody is telling him like, that's the only option. It's the only way to end it. The only way to change the world is to kill this man. It's the only way. And he's just like, there's got to be another way, man. There's got to be another way. There's got to be. There's got to be and what eventually ends up happening is when he's faced with him and it's like the showdown that's about to go down on one side we've got young ball headed dang with the blue arrow coming over the face of his body we've got yang in the yellow and orange in the boots with the air under him because he is an airbender but he's also the avatar so he's got four that's right four skills at his will waterbending Airbending, firebending, earth bending, and on the left we have the head of the firebenders. He can spit lightning through his fingers. He can spit white lightning. He's got flames. Fire firebug. Fire And he has an entire army and legion behind him, ready to shut Aang down. Who's gonna take the ring? You know what ends up happening? Instead of Aang killing him. Instead of Aang like being from afar, Aang gets close to him and actually like meets his energy with such force of his positive energy that it ends up sh- like you think. You think what I'm about to say is it ends up shifting him? No, right. and that's a side note, by the way. Let's stop just acting like if I just show love, then I'll be able to shift the negative. That's not. Uh, that's not how it works. What he ends up doing is he takes his power ang's power was so full of positivity and instead of trying to like push it into this dude he just is very in himself and manages to strip dude of his powers by like somehow managing to like drain him of his power drain him of his negativity by being so rooted in his own source of power and where that was coming from and so really what he ended up doing was he didn't kill him but he just made him powerless by having such confident and sure footedness in all of his power and where that was coming from and finding a way to basically cancel out homeboy and I brought that up because that's what it's going to take when negative stuff like loneliness comes across your path it's going to take all your power to figure out how to take the power away from it. And over time, you just get better at wielding that power. But a lot of us don't even feel like we have that power. We just feel like we're always victims to like these things that happen because that's what society does. Society sets us up with these fucking holidays that mean nothing. And these things that are supposed to make us feel like we have to be with certain people in certain days and certain times. I work every single Valentine's Day because just as woke as I am, I still get bothered every Valentine's Day that I don't have a Valentine. October, the year before, I set a date to work on Valentine's Day. Every year, every year, always with the hope that I may not need to use this. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's just because I know myself and I know that like there's leftover feelings and sometimes I'm not the best at dealing with them. So instead of me setting myself up on Valentine's Day to call some bullshit ass past person or, you know, be in here crying, listening to... Who's another sad white girl? Brandy Carlisle. Instead, I'm doing something I love, which is working and being creative and connecting with folks who also didn't have shit to do on Valentine's Day. <laughs> but loneliness, along with all these other things that come across our path that are not necessarily, you know, uh, clinically based but are more so like socially influenced, uh, it is one of those things that is a real thing. And you don't have to act like it's not real, but you do have to know that you have a real ability to control it and what you do with it and how you respond to it and how you react to it. And over time, you put your work into it. It's like with anything else. You practice, you make perfect. And perfect just means you're able to get to a point where something is what you want it to be. And I am still working. We're all still working. And one day we'll all be free, as Donny Hathaway says. But until then, we can all at the very least know that when we have to Netflix and chill by ourselves, it doesn't mean that we don't have people who like us. And when we say, I'm lonely, it doesn't mean that we don't appreciate the people who like us or the things that are happening. It simply just means I want some closeness right now that is not able to be found, but tomorrow it might be. But I'm found. It's a good show.